0: This is the Yoakam Strength Podcast, episode 13, with Austin Yoakum and Greg E.
1: Bosher. For all the most important things, the timing always sucks. Waiting for a good time to quit your job? The stars will never align and the traffic lights of life will never all be green at the same time. The universe doesn't conspire against you, but it doesn't go, away, go out of its way to line up the pins either. Conditions are never perfect. Someday is a disease that will take your dreams to degrade with you. Pros and con lists are just as bad. If it's important to you and you want to do it eventually, just do it and correct the course along the way.
0: So that's a quote from um, author and podcaster Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, you've probably heard of him from a couple of his different books that have hit the New York Times bestseller list, Um, The Tools of Titans, The 4-Hour Workweek, The 4-Hour Body. And um, because of these books where he's just kind of gone in and researched various topics like success and health and fitness and um, optimizing your work schedule he has been given the nickname the human guinea pig Um, he's definitely somebody worth looking into and he's also a princeton grad and he is also our guest's favorite author Um, so our guest today is someone who we played football with in college he's part of the ust family Um, i mean when i saw this kid run around for the first time i was a freshman i thought man this kid's smooth he uh He he looks good out there. He's a good football player. He's one of the original members of Yoakam Strength. He's a PGA golf pro, which means he does not compete on the PGA Tour, but we will explain that later. Um, And he is also an expert in everything fasting, which listeners of the podcast know I appreciate that. He um, has a new podcast and blog that we will definitely be getting into throughout the course of this interview. Um, So without further ado,
1: Austin Harrington, how are you?
2: Good boys, how are we doing? Freaking pumped good. to have
1: you on the podcast finally.
2: Oh man, I'm just excited to be here with you guys. I know Joachim, yeah, we talk all the time, so this is really awesome to sit down here with you and been waiting for it for a long time.
1: Yeah, like, like, like Greg said, uh, Austin was one of like the first people on the Joachim strength program that wasn't like wasn't one of the first guys I trained in person. He was one of the first online people. And do you remember how that started?
2: Yeah, so I had checked out your stuff. And I reached, I reached out to you and one other of my close friends and was like, I've been doing the same type of training for a while, very golf specific stuff. And I'm just kind of looking for some guidance and more of a golf specific detailed program. And then we just kind of got to talking and see what we could do and went from there.
1: Yeah. And I, 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 he reached out for a golf specific program and. Up to that point, I had only done like football and like meathead lifts. I was like, "Oh hell yeah! Like we, we got a challenge here. Like this this is gonna be awesome." And I just totally dove into that rabbit hole of how can we improve this? Like how can we improve this sport? And have you it, ever played around golf in your life? Never. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, I'm going to Top Golf for my first time, swinging a golf club <laughs> in front of people. Uh, probably
2: we shot we probably should hit the range before that work on it a little bit before
1: before but yeah uh tomorrow that's weird that it lines up that way but tomorrow's my first time swinging a golf club when it matters yeah
2: and i mean just going back to that i remember we talked and then like two days later you sent me like 15 links and you had done all this research about going into the specifics of (laughs) golf training and everything so i was super impressed to start
0: dude i remember that too because you were posting it all over your social media pages and how do you how do you train someone for a sport you never played before? And you were going in on the research for it. And I was, I was that hyped me up. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: One of the coolest things I got from that was um, I researched a bunch of golf stuff. And all the golf stuff brought me to a bunch of breathing stuff. And all the breathing stuff brought mm-hmm. me to a bunch of pitching stuff. And then we tied right. it all together into golf with the stuff that the pitching stuff taught me. And basically how a pitcher needs to control his mechanics and be the same every single time and how they go about that training it for breath because the reason we do it this way is because there's a way more strength conditioning knowledge out there for baseball players just because baseball in America is huge huge. Uh, so being able to take that same concept of how do we write a strength conditioning program that allows the athlete to perform their sport to the best of their ability and Mm -hmm. what they need to do is almost the same thing as a pitcher they need to repeat a same action consistently and be able to produce that same amount of power and that's where i really geeked out about like being able to transition some of that stuff to some of our golf stuff Mm -hmm. very cool yeah
0: Yeah. well let's get into austin
1: as a person so where are you from initially
2: uh minnetonka right down the road here um grew up there and Decided to go out to Bridgeton, Maine, right after high school to play prep school for one year for football, and kind of open my eyes to the world a little bit, and then came back, played uh, two years at St. Cloud State, played football over there, and then decided that um, I probably wasn't going to play in the NFL, <laughs> as I kind of thought that my entire life, but didn't have the habits and routines that would get me to that point. So, wanted to come over to UST more for the education sector, and ended up over here.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that was what was drew you. It wasn't football originally that brought you to UST? It, was it wasn't. More.
2: It was more the education. I mean, I definitely want to play football. Great yeah. school, great yeah. program, and I uh, had an amazing experience. But it was more the education piece of it.
1: Was there something at St. Cloud State that, like, how was that? Tra- I'm always interested in the transferring process. Like, yeah. something that caused the transfer? Uh, was it just realizing that you didn't want to go all in on football and you wanted more of that well-balanced thing. Like, what made you transfer?
2: Yeah, it was a little bit of the school and the community there, as okay. well as the uh, as the education part coming to St. Thomas. But it it was a great experience at St. Cloud. I'm not going to knock St. Cloud at all. I, the football team was awesome, and I met some awesome people that uh, some lifelong friends that I talk to, you know, mm-hmm. still every day. But uh, it was just time for a change, and I'm really glad I made that change.
1: Did you play with Phil Klavaki? I did, dude. Did? He is
2: unbelievable.
1: He's a beast of a coach. He, uh, he uh, coached our high school. He came and like taught every Tuesday, Thursday for Skelly stuff. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah, he completely opened my eyes. I, we were in high school still, and just like the amount of football knowledge that man had, it blew my mind.
2: Dude, he's probably the best player I've ever played with. I mean, actually, he definitely is. It yeah. was every day unbelievable, the talent that that guy had. And mainly with his mind, I mean, he just knew what was going on. You see that guy in film drawing things up, and I could tell you enough story, but also a game or two mm. was an absolute stud when it mattered.
1: Yeah, he he kind of changed that Saint Cloud State program when he was there. It was pretty <laughs> nuts to watch.
0: I just some background, so I not from the area. Who is this? Who is he?
1: He what was he was a he quarterback player? at Saint Cloud State that yeah. had a couple uh, like NFL type offers, but
2: wanted to go into coaching. Four-year oh. starter. I mean, player of the week nationally a bunch of times, just an absolute stud. Wow. Wow. it's excellent. Yeah. He's a
1: beast. So, your time at UST football, what did you really take away from that? How was the, one, I want to go over the difference in culture when you got there, like what was your first time like on the field after going from other schools to like, UST, like what was that culture shock like and what did you really take away from that?
2: Oh my gosh i mean you talked to like bradley or charlie all the guys that's hanging out with i'm just doing plenty of complaining because at saint cloud i mean we were very focused mentally and we definitely got to work but it was a different vibe getting here at practice i mean you were going 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 pushing yourself pushing yourself at over at saint cloud maybe the top guys would get a couple reps and then you just relax for a little bit they wanted you to stay fresh mm-hmm. and again i'm not saying it was like lazy at all it was definitely People were trying to get into it, but it was more mental than physical out here. I mean, you're just sprinting up and down the field. Oh, my gosh. There was a couple practices where I was like, I'm gone. I'm done with this, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Like, coach, come on. Yeah. <laughs> they we're playing Carlton this week. I need to chill out for a minute. But so that was just – that was the shock for practice-wise and just, I guess, the physical aspect of it. And I didn't have the right, like I said earlier, the habits and routines and definitely didn't take care of myself the right way to be able to sustain that. I know I came into camp in great shape and then – by week six, I was injured and out mm-hmm. of it. So it, it, it definitely made the tough guys, it rose them to the top, mm-hmm. like guys like Vogel and some of, the, some of the real tough guys on our team that just kind of, you saw put in the consistent effort and work. It was really awesome to see that out mm-hmm. of those guys, but I uh, I kind of just faded away because I didn't have that toughness. And I think that made us stronger as a football team, definitely, mm-hmm. as we grew and got into playoffs and stuff. Made us tougher just kind of how much of a grind it was getting through the year. Right. Um, there's definitely a, maybe more in between with practice going hard and all that, but uh, so that was a big culture shock, and I learned so much just about kind of being a good person. I think coming here and obviously I'll have Caruso's values. Right. What an what an awesome experience learning from him and mm-hmm. um, life lessons that I will never forget. And it was it was kind of cool coming in a little bit from the outside because I bought into definitely his rules of life, but maybe I wasn't as full bought into some of his hardo i don't know how, how to explain it but he's just so intense and maybe old school Yo, yeah and i'm not like that and and as first amazing of a guy i think he is i think there's some things that i would do differently sure acting differently but just just kind of the person that i wanted to be he just pulled it out of me and right. i think that i was still kind of lost throughout college but once i got out of it a little bit some of those things stuck with me for sure for sure so it was a game changer i, I love that
1: point that you made like because I felt like I was the same way as, like, those messages were preached and, like, put into us. Yeah. Um, but he can't really, like you said, you are lost in college a little bit. I kind of felt like the same way as the, these messages and foundations were there. But you, kind of for me, like, you really have to look at yourself and kind of draw those messages and foundations kind of out of yourself. And yeah. use those lessons that, like, he can teach you these lessons, but it's up to you to apply them, you know, right. to your life and actually use what he's teaching you.
2: Yeah, and he's so controlling, like, there's, this is the way to do it. But... For me, it's more like I want people to live how they want to live and enjoy their life the way they want to enjoy it. But, like, these lessons can help you be so much greater mm-hmm. and learn so many different habits and routines and ways to treat people and how to be as a person. And the way Coach Caruso does it is a little bit like really pushing it on you. I don't want to even say pushing it, but it's just so specific in his way. And I just think there's ways to take mm-hmm. his lessons and just – put them out there and, I guess, uh, use them in a variety of different ways. And it doesn't have to be, you know, strictly kind of hard-nosed football style. Yeah,
0: yeah. there's no doubt. Um, I love how you said that because after being out of it, I've been out of it for two years now and, wow, oh, that's crazy, a year and a half. And um, it's on you to carry forward the lessons and you have to put them forward and put them into practice as best as you see fit. Um, but like you said like the intensity of it yeah. like Austin was telling me about what something coach was telling the team the other day and I thought man I wow I forgot about that intensity level like I I try to have intense and in, intent and focus in everything I do but like I'm still trying to develop what coach Curso has because that that man's intent and focus is it's on another level and his intensity is just always like Turned up to 12. He's
2: wired in, man. Yeah, he's so. And, and Tim Ferriss, bringing him up, he, uh, mm-hmm. he has this thing where he says, unless you can exactly describe what's going on and show me the value in it, I'm not going to do it. And I don't think anyone should do it. Like, he would never send his employee just to do something and, mm-hmm. and have him be like, why? And be like, oh, just because I said so. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, you need to be descriptive and you need to show the value in what we're doing. And it needs to make sense. you like, you basically need to tell me why or else you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And I take that with like my life. it's like uh, listen, I understand you have to go through hard times and do things you don't want to do. That's what I but I need to know why. I'm such a why person. and I would sit in class in school and I struggle with that so much because they'd be like, "Oh, you just have to learn it or you know we're doing this history lesson and you just have to do it and it's just like just tell me why, like what are we doing here? I want to know the deeper meaning and I want to get value out of this.
1: Well, that why part, again, is a huge culture part that helped me is like there needs to be a purpose behind everything you do because it doesn't matter how hard you work if there's not that deeper purpose like you're really not going down a path mm-hmm. that is going to be worthy Yeah. Know? like you can work as hard as you want at something but if you're not you basically you're just chopping the forest that you're not you're not on a path that's leading you anywhere you're just working really hard at walking around in a circle exactly you, know, if you need if you have that why in your life you're really able to go forward in life and Create paths for yourself. Mm-hmm. Create things that you want to accomplish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
2: evaluate, and you don't. And it's it's also about not wasting your time or wasting other people's time. Mm-hmm. Like like Ferris said, if he's gonna give one of his employees a task, he's gonna tell him why because he doesn't want to waste their time. And you need. I think just people need to be more aware of what they're doing and how they're spending their time and what am I actually doing? Like if you just habitually go home and start playing video games and then habitually go out with your friends on the weekend, whatever it is. Just understand, am I aware? I'm doing this because it brings me so much joy. I'm mm-hmm. doing this because this is exactly how I want to for time, or am I just doing this because it's my habit and routine? And yeah. are you wasting time or are we actually developing towards whatever our goal is?
1: I, I love that point of just, like you said, because I think a lot of people can get stuck in the like routine of just, they've been doing this for so long and they just like, those minutes add up.
2: Yeah, like, oh my God. One, one mm-hmm. of the biggest
1: things for me was like cutting video games out of my life. Like, mm-hmm. and it sounds so silly, but what I did was take a look at my why in my life and my goals in my life and I cut out everything that didn't line up with those. You know, like I looked, I laid out my whole day of what am I doing at all parts of my day and which parts are leading me closer to what I want this company to become and who I want to become and what parts aren't. And then it was as simple as for me realizing, wow, like there's these five hours of my day that I'm doing something that I don't need to be doing and just cutting them out and realizing like Yes, maybe they're enjoyable. Yes, maybe I can do them every now and then, but they're not leading me closer to the goals. They're not leading me closer to the man I want to become.
2: Yeah, you just create awareness. The first step to change is always creating awareness, whether it's your health, what are my health habits, creating awareness, like you said, around where am I spending my time to get to my value. And and then after you create awareness around what the issue is, then you can start to attack and change your habits. And um, for the video games thing, like, last year, D12, Dylan Andrews and I, we were playing NCAA football. (laughs) I mean, I would given up all the other ones a little bit before that, but, oh, my gosh, NCAA football. We were deep into Dynasty. (laughs) I could talk all day about how, how, I mean, we would be texting about recruits, like, you see that guy in the leader? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you see his speed? And Mm -hmm. it it actually was a lot of fun, and it brought me a lot of joy. And, of course, I I miss that. So if it brings you joy, I do Mm -hmm. get it, but at the same time, like, those three hours or two hours a night I was using now I'm using to write or I'm using to mm. I maybe have had my full day and then I can just kind of sit and spend some time with my family or friends mm-hmm. or whatever. So, there, maybe it does bring you joy and maybe it's awesome, but you got to think about what really is purposeful and what's mm-hmm. really bringing you fulfillment in what you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I think that again goes back to your goals: is what's what is your what is your path right now that you want to lay out? Is your path for joy and that happiness and that little bit of time there or is your path for purpose and meaning or is your path kind of a combination of both and if your path is a combination of both maybe you do both but maybe that purpose and meaning maybe that main goal you're trying to accomplish takes a little bit of a hit but you're all right with that because in your in your heart of hearts that's what you want to do that's the path you want to take so it takes a little bit longer um that was one thing that i realized like I'm all right with not having that little bit of joy and going all into this. And I think you've kind of done the same thing. It's like just attacking this and going all in in the moment right now, because we have so much time to be able to do it. Yeah. And then when we want to come back full circle to that happiness and joy, we can do it. Well, we have that meaning and purpose established.
2: Exactly. And, and all great productivity, like you're going to put work in, but you do need times of recovery I yeah. mean recovery in mm-hmm. times of away are so important to kind of regroup obviously. But for me now, instead of playing video games, it's, going and maybe playing cards with my friends and having a couple glasses of wine and just like talking and yeah. joking and laughing or you know going out to the golf course and playing golf with them or just something meaningful like maybe going out to dinner where you're not like staring at a screen but like this is in this recovery time like i am going to actually spend right. time with the people i yeah. love and just kind of relax doing something more a little more meaningful yes yeah,
1: so you're going kind of you kind of get the best of both worlds there you're using that recovery and you're gaining as a like you're growing as a communicator you're growing as a person you're helping other people grow in their life
2: right absolutely
1: yeah you're
0: optimizing your recovery time that's something I've is like you you have to have recovery time but you just have to actually take steps to make like this is something I felt like whenever I I stopped playing video games a long time ago and because whenever I would play video games I didn't I wouldn't feel rested after I was yeah. done, like I'd play video games after a football game in high school, and like because I wanted to rest and relax, but like the day would go by, and I'd sat there for five hours and I didn't feel rested at all, like I didn't feel like I had done anything proactive to make myself feel better. And, and I mean, but then, like you said, like, you know, or have a a couple of glasses of red wine, maybe watch a good, fulfilling movie, like a whole good, wholesome yeah, movie. Yeah, something you, know? you can yeah. learn something from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I mean, dude, same way for me. I was yeah. played video games in uh, in college throughout football season, yeah. and all of a sudden you look at the time; it's like two a.m. Yeah, it's like now I just got five hours of sleep and yeah. didn't recover at all during right. the middle of the season, and I, I was so prone to injury, not taking care of myself. So just, just yeah, bad decisions. But the time is fun, man. You're having fun, like yeah. dude. I love video games as much as yeah. a nice guy. Trust sure. me.
1: For sure, no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, playing for hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so with this, I want to talk about the a little bit of the transition because this this is a little weird for me for going from that UST like culture and like going after it, to uh, the the golf world. Yeah. How was that transition for you, and what really kind of drew you to it?
2: I mean, I think the culture change was honestly the easiest. The hardest was the game because I would only played golf casually my my whole life until I went into the business and my game was not in any good shape. I mean, I could barely break 90 when I first started, but I think the culture was uh, pretty easy to adjust to. I, got, I was really fortunate with who I went to, uh, the course that I went to work at. Uh, it's just owned by one single guy. He owns two facilities, and he's also the, our head professional or manager. And then I'm just right under him. And most places you have like a, a GM, head professional, a couple assistants, then a couple shop people, and then you have outside help. And in my course, it's just like this guy, he's running the place and then we have two assistants, myself and someone else and a couple outside guys. So it just went into a place that really felt like I could make a difference and really embrace in a culture that was more like home feeling, mm-hmm. kind of small business type feeling. And then just the, the things I've learned all my life of football and with Caruso, of just being a team player and the way to treat people. I mean, you're going to the golf course, guys. We're not reinventing the wheel. You got members coming in, you're smiling. How's your day today? Yeah. Checking people in, going out and giving lessons, just kind of making sure the facility's running. And so,
0: so, like, something I want to get at is, what did you study in college? Uh,
2: entrepreneurship.
0: Entrepreneurship. So you were, you graduate from university and you don't know what you're going to do, right?
2: Uh, I I actually wanted to start a business and you know I, you want to start. A business. I actually did with uh, Kit Schneider my senior year, so we thought we were going to do that. Okay. Uh, called Coach Tech, but then I just fell in love with golf that last year of college, and that summer worked at a course. So. Yeah.
0: So what? I mean, that must have taken some. That took a lot of courage. Like, how did you come to knowing that it was that was what you wanted to do? Like, how well, did I you? I didn't yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: I mean, like, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Okay. I knew I wanted to be around people. I knew that I didn't want to work in an office. And I knew that I just wanted to make a positive impact on others and smile and have a good time. And I loved golf at the time. It's, I mean, I still, golf's a big passion. So, I, I just kind of emailed a few places and interviewed. And for us, is history. But it's been awesome.
1: So, what was the business you guys were working on? I'd be we, interested in uh, that.
2: Yeah, it was coaching. It was like a coach tech, we called it. It was like a little whiteboard for coaches using the sidelines, but it was like, uh, remember the Etch-a-Sketch tools? Mm-hmm. So it was like you kind of write and then you swipe it and it goes away. So kind of just eliminating markers. Oh, yeah, Yeah, we actually got some traction. We won a couple of competitions, but I didn't have the passion for that product. I was, I'm more of just kind of, I really got to believe in what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, and for I sure. just, I didn't love the product, but I had a passion for entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and it was fun working with kid and being part of a team, but kind of just uh, fizzled out there with that. For sure.
1: Yeah. All right. This is something I want to dive into. So you, you you posted a blog. Yeah. This whole lifestyle change that you've had through intermittent fasting. And I want to get to that mountain. I want to get to where you are. I want to talk about, and Greg mentioned this before we got on the podcast, about how much happier you look now. Like, just how much better you look. Just, like, you're fit. You're smiling. Like, mm-hmm. there's energy that radiates off of you.
2: Appreciate yeah. that, yeah.
1: And in college, it definitely was not what it is now not even close so i want to talk about where where was the point in your life to where you realized that you're at a point to where that energy isn't where it is you know like you're not the person you want to be you're not the highest potential the person you want to be like Mm -hmm. what made you realize that and what made you want to switch to become the person you are now that you wanted to climb that mountain you want to come out of that valley a little bit what what was that point in your life and then what made you realize like what was that light bulb that came on that I want to become this person I want to become the best version of myself
2: yeah it honestly was never one point it was just kind of consistently I would say from maybe like senior in high school to uh, yeah throughout college maybe towards the end of college I just always kind of knew that this wasn't who I was meant to be And it was never to the point where I was like depressed or unhappy like I had some good times and um, some meaningful times but it was not even close to the person I knew I could be and who I wanted to be, and it just consistently kind of got worse and worse. And it, it was just kind of like, what am I doing here? There's just so much more that I can be doing for others. And
0: what specific aspects of your personality would you say were like leading you towards that? Or specifically, habit like I mean, you don't have to get too detailed if you don't want to, but like what, what like what exactly?
2: I think just kind of suppressing the passion that I have for life and just like really wanted to make a difference to others. I just kind of kind of reserved that in the back and just did whatever and joked around and kinda rubbed stuff off. Yeah. And it's a lot of it had to do with my health. I think for me, when I feel good, like I am ready to rock. When I'm eating healthy, when I'm fasting, like I love just my when my body's feeling good, my mind. And I never was there. Like I and part of Mm. it was just not having the right information on what to do. But a lot of it was just kind of the habits and routines I had. And i just never felt the way i wanted to i had a lot of negative self-talk like i'd look at myself and be like dude you're just not in great shape and obviously a lot of worse negative things saying yourself but mm-hmm. eventually and it, it's not like you don't just turn one day and then like two weeks later you're you're great like yeah. i was just like okay what are we doing and we started fasting i started eating healthy and i just started making small small changes in my daily routine in life that have led to some big, big uh, pretty major major adjustments
1: so you you just started fasting one day or like, how did, how did, so yeah, like, do you go that? from eating like junk food type thing to fasting the next day or how, what was that transition like?
2: Yeah. So it was never like I, it's funny cause it was never that I junk a ton of junk food. I mean, I definitely didn't eat great, but, yeah. um, I was never hungry in the mornings and I would force myself to eat a bar or like some food in the morning cause I thought that was the best thing to do. And it would always make me feel crappy and then as the day got on I would just eat worse and by the end of the night is when I would end up eating bad if I did like mm-hmm. I would just be binging eating something in front of the TV mm-hmm. even if it was healthy food just way too much food Yep. and the the first guy I, I read it online James Clear and I actually say James Clear is awesome um, Atomic Habits, James Clear mm-hmm. book is a life-changer but I, started, I saw an article on fasting from James Clear. So I was like, all right, let's give this a shot. I got like three or four of my buddies. or were like, dude, what do you guys think? We're going to try this. And it was like so simple. We were totally doing it wrong. Like I wasn't <laughs> even fasting technically. I'm sure I was having like sugary drinks or whatever, but I just wasn't eating. Yeah. And it was like 12 hours where I wasn't eating. But we just kind of started there. And then slowly over time, it started to feel better. And I just kind of started to dial it in. I just learned. And I think, I think about two years ago, so maybe a year after experimenting and started on it, is when I just had gained this um, this hunger for knowledge, and then I just started studying all the top fasting experts. Like I know Greg called me an expert. I mean, I don't consider myself an expert on fasting at all, maybe an expert on the experts, Yeah. but I've never actually done any research or anything. I just read all the books and articles and podcasts I can find on it. So yeah, I just dove into learning and kind of dialed in my routine and it uh it absolutely changed my life yeah
1: well that was uh, that was another point that you brought up that i wanted to talk about is where did this you are one of like the most passionate learners that i've I've talked to in a long time like you post like a book a week of reading and just diving into this stuff where did that habit come from because you talked about earlier that you didn't really enjoy school because the why wasn't there behind that so where did that manifest itself out of
2: it was always there but i never had the platform to learn and i never found like interest in things like i'm the kind of guy at the party where it's 2 a.m and i'm sitting on the porch with one of my best buds and we're just talking about the meaning of life and all the cool stuff not like out there mm-hmm. trying to maybe chase girls or whatever mm-hmm. like so i always kind of had this passion for learning and as soon as i got introduced to podcasts and audiobooks mm-hmm. where i didn't have to sit and read and i could just take in information and then I got stuff on fasting and motivational business and finance. It just, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's so much free information in the world and people don't listen to it. I mean, they just sit in traffic mad and yell at each other. And there's just so much wasted time where you can just mm-hmm. take in. And every time I say it, they'd be like, yeah, someone's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't think they understand how enjoyable no. the time is. Oh, like, yeah. I don't look at this as, like, I'm sitting in a classroom. Like, dude, I am just sitting here talking to this smart person and just dude. getting engulfed in their information.
0: Dude, I'm, I am I can't even overstate this point. Like, it's changed my life because I do work this job right now that it's basically computer input all day. I'm just putting in numbers in the computer. And, like, podcasting specifically has made my job probably one of the most worthwhile things I could be doing right now. Because I just listen to and learn and learn and learn about managing finances, how the economy works, different fitness, um, different strength and conditioning. Um, I mean, mindset, cycle, I, everything. And I just yeah. absorb, absorb, absorb,
1: absorb, absorb. And it's been the most,
0: it's been the best thing for me.
1: Well, Austin and I talked yeah. about this. Is like, it's, you are talking to the yeah cream of the crop yep. of any field that you ever want to dive into Yep. like the, the what it would cost to meet with the, one of these people one-on-one yep. would be a ridiculous price and they are at a point in the podcasting world to it's free yeah right it's free you know, information and like free with the top people that you would pay tens of thousands of dollars to have to talk with this person one-on-one to have a meeting with this person one-on-one for an hour and a half and you get this information for free and it's just you get to absorb all of this like you're flying the wall for like three hours.
2: Yeah, and most of them are just because they want to help people. Like most, most of the people I listen to on podcasts, I mean, it's all free. Like you said, free information. They know, this, they know that they can make money off this stuff, and a lot of them are just putting it on for free because they want to help others. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about, man, sharing positivity and trying to share knowledge. And that's kind of where my platform wants to go with just sharing, sharing knowledge and trying to help impact others because when I grew up, I was given every opportunity in the world for my family, which was awesome. But I didn't have any knowledge. Like, when it came to nutrition, my mom Mm -hmm. was making, like, mayo, wheat toast sandwiches. She thought that was a healthy snack or whatever. Like, so much processed dinner. And I just didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to at least have the opportunity. Like, I'm not looking to give handouts. I'm looking to give a helping hand. If you want to learn, then, you know, we can give you the knowledge right. to make the ch- choices and change yourself but no one's going to do it for you
1: yeah and that's 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 a big thing that i love about you is like this is what i do with my fitness world too is like you want to teach a person how to fish not to fish for them like once exactly. when, when, when you start fishing for somebody that all as soon as you're done fishing they have no idea what you just did they just got the food there mm-hmm. you know like they just got the product if you teach that person how to fish for the rest of their life they can positively affect not only themselves but hopefully they can teach another person how to fish you know like they can trickle it down and make the world a better place one person at a time yeah
0: and I think also too like seeing people who come to you there's a lot of people who like there's a lot of people who want help well a lot of people who say they want help but they don't actually really want to take matters into their own hands and like that's as you guys as people who are have a following like you guys can't literally do it for people all you can do is provide them the tools you know eventually it, it falls on the individual I mean in my in my estimation
1: yeah okay. to, to take that step but again as part of that extreme ownership thing if, if they're coming <laughs> to you like your job is to yes. help motivate them and help for push sure. them through that path you sure. know, like, again you can't do everything for them but to your best of ability you have to be able to help them like yeah. you have to teach them how to fish yeah teach them how to yeah, fish, how to fish. And, and
2: i honestly don't even know if i know how to fish but i'm just sharing my experience yeah. of what i can do and what i've learned from From top uh the performers i've studied
1: yeah and you 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 say it that way but the what how much knowledge you dive into when you are being an expert of the expert is almost i mean that's being an expert yourself (laughs) and what's really good about you is like you're the expert of the expert but a lot of times these experts aren't able to communicate very well to everybody to where you can be kind of that middle ground of you have all this knowledge and you're able to Communicate that and being a communicator is a huge part of how this whole thing works,
2: right? Yeah I mean, I I do agree and I I like I love the quote. It's um That the best the best teaching experience is through real-world personal experience and a mountain of science backing it up So that's totally what I agree with Mm -hmm. if I'm gonna learn from someone I really want to see it out of them and I need their experience Like if someone's gonna teach me how to be fit and in shape, they better be fit and in Mm -hmm. shape and then they better have some science on why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's so great with your programs, Austin, is like I can see you in great shape, but then you have all the detail and all the science behind the programming, which is fantastic. So I just think it's so important to live live what you speak. You know, I'm I'm a huge on getting up early in the morning and kind of elevating your morning. My, my favorite person probably in the world right now is Robin Sharma. Well, that I don't know. My favorite <laughs> the person I'm following. And... Uh, he wrote this book, *The 5 A.M. Club*, and to anyone out there, if there's any one book that you take away from any of my stuff, it's to read or listen to *The 5 A.M. Club*. It's a—he uh, was a top business executive. He was a lawyer. He was absolutely on top of his field, and he gave it all away to become a monk. He—he uh, he wrote the book called *The Monk Who Sold*, or the—I uh, think it's *The Monk Who Sold It For*. Her. Shoot, I'm losing the title <laughs> right now. Uh, something who sold his Ferrari. Anyway, and. Uh, then he just kind of teaches top he teaches top executives and business performers and athletes, and he just mentors them and that's what his job is right now. And he wrote this book and it's all about owning your morning, doing a kind of going through what your why of life and what's the purpose and uh, elevating your life. And so
1: with, with those habits, I kind of want to like yeah dive into some of your yeah. like habits because you you inspire me with a lot of like these habits like the 5 a.m. habit of just waking up and you talk about all the time is like your morning routine like what are some habits that you do that you think can really change people's lives like if they just take some of these small like things because a lot of them are small but practical it it grows into something much larger when they take control of these
2: yeah well here's my experience so this last weekend we released the fasting article and then it was also my birthday so i had some fun with my buddies on friday night and I had to work early the next morning, so I didn't go through my morning routine, and then I felt crappy all day Saturday, and I helped my family, and I didn't get up and do my routine on Sunday, and I felt terrible this last Sunday night. Like, I just just felt gross. I didn't feel like I was back to myself, so I would just say the, the specific habits I'll get into in a second, but just the importance of sticking to my routine and living for the morning, it has absolutely changed my life. There is a... Uh, there's gold in the morning hours, and people some people live for the night they're sitting maybe sitting watching Netflix and I've been there up late, but I would trade dancing in the morning in the gym for you know dancing at any nightclub any day of the week because there is something about the perspective of early morning so my right now my routine is all well oh man with with golf season ramping up I have to be at the course at seven, so the alarm goes off at about four ten and we start with uh, just quickly get up, brush my teeth, and then do uh, reflection and gratitude. Just 20 minutes of journaling. Just total free flow. I'm not; It's not anything structured. You're not trying to like make it look good on the paper or anything. It's just total thoughts, negative, positive, anything. Just get it out of your mind. So maybe if it, it's something that may be kind of holding you down, making you a little stress. Just let it go on paper. Get it out. Anything happy, anything I'm excited about, Maybe a couple goals for the day, like I really want to do this, this, this today. So that takes, and then and then gratitude, which is a huge part of what I do. Um, just set the last couple minutes of reflection are just gratitude. What am I thankful for that day? And the thing with gratitude also, I know I'm just kind of rambling on here, but the thing with gratitude for me is like, it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm very thankful for today, or I'm very grateful. And you'll see parents maybe around a family table like, all right, what are you guys grateful for? people say it but it's such an attitude like are you grateful to be here like are you really thankful for this life and if you're not that's okay let's find a way to be thankful for something but I don't want you to just say it it's really to me it shifts me in the morning to I am actually so grateful today for the weather I'm so grateful for my father I'm so grateful for what my buddy said to me the other day whatever it is just actually finding some true gratitude and whatever kind of whatever you can in the morning
1: I absolutely love that because it's, it's so true any single time I feel like really down and like bogged and like I feel like I have all these things the number one thing I do is like I I, like, I literally think to myself and like it's weird like I like have these conversations with myself in my head and I'm like holy shit Austin like you are so like blessed to be in this spot and like how like how many opportunities you have presented to you and like you need to like just be in this moment and just realize like how lucky you are and like how blessed you are and like just own that moment and like really like you said like be grateful for it like yeah. there's there's so many things that could have went wrong there's so many things that could have derailed your path and like you are where you are at in life like right now and like you're so it doesn't matter where you are you're here like you're alive you are breathing yeah you you have something to be grateful for you have something to look forward to in life
2: yeah. that is dude that's awesome and just it. Owning,
1: owning that moment it's
2: That's what it's about. I mean, we could talk about mindset all day. I love your David Goggin stuff about mindset. But, like, the mind is everything. What do you say to yourself? Like I said earlier, the negative thoughts I would say to myself that we're just so so terrible. And now if I have a bad eating day or something, like, those negative thoughts aren't there anymore. I still feel great about myself. It's just a whole shift. So the mindset is key with gratitude. But So we'll finish up gratitude. It'll take about 20 minutes. And then we hop into pliability. And pliability is going to be the next article post TV 12 man it's basically a third of the article is basically TV12 I mean I give them all the credit but it uh, yeah so pliability is basically deep tissue massage um, it's a little more focused concentrate concentrated and that just sets my body up for the day if I feel loose I'm maybe a little stiff when I wake up it gets my body rocking gets the blood flowing how gets my minutes? brain function it takes about 20 25 minutes if I'm doing it right but it kind of depends how you know how much stress I put on my body. What kind of training I've been doing at the time.
1: So with with, with these two habits, um, again, I want to go to almost a little bit of. So I think if people listen to it right now, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like that's that's almost an hour of your entire morning. Did it start with twenty? Like you're just you woke up one morning. And you're like. I'm gonna do 20 minutes of this, 20 minutes of this. Did you grow into it? How did that happen?
2: Okay, so there's one more piece. Then you got to go to the gym. So after that, it's always straight to the gym. Now I don't work out every day. It's only about three times a week now. Mm-hmm. Heavy with we were doing four before with our program, but if I don't, if I'm not working out, I go to the gym and I will just move my body a little bit, make sure I'm sweating, definitely get a sauna session in. All the amazing benefits of heat therapy. We could talk about that all day. But um, sorry, what was the original question?
1: Um, just talking about. Building how, how, how you built up these habits, uh, just talking about how I think if somebody looks at this, they're like, Holy shit, like that's almost an hour of my morning already. Yeah. What did you start off? You just woke up one morning and decided I'm gonna do commit an hour to this, or did you build up into this, or how did that go about?
2: That goes back to Robin Sharma and the, that book. He uh, It's called The uh, Victory Hour in the Morning, the 20, okay. 20, 20, 20 Method. And before this, I had heard a couple different um, of top performers that I followed about talk about how important it is to set a morning routine. And I didn't have any structure. I kind of learned a little bit from each of them. And Robin Sharma calls it the 20, 20, 20 Method. And you'd have to get, really dive into it in his book. But the first 20 minutes are reflection. The second 20 minutes are growth, where you just kind of listen or read or whatever, make grow as a person. And the, Or I'm sorry, the first pocket, the first 20 is fitness. First thing he does is sweat. I do it last just mm-hmm. because it's so specific, our program. First is, the first 20 minutes for him is fitness. Right out of bed, just because of all the mental and physical benefits just mm-hmm. sweating has for your body. It's not even about like getting fit, it just releases dopamine, blocks cortisol in your brain, you know, the stress hormone, and just gets you ready for the day to think clearly. Then the next twenty minutes are reflection and the next twenty minutes are growth. So it's workout, twenty minutes of reflection, twenty minutes of growth. He calls it the victory hour and and then once I heard that I kinda dialed it in. I didn't really dial in my routine probably till I don't know, what is that, six months ago now?
1: Okay. Was that all through self experiment? Like you like realized what was working for you, what time limit was working for you, like what you liked, did you grow into it? How did that work?
2: Yeah, and uh it, it definitely all is it's different for everybody yep. and it's it's hard to actually adopt because you have to do stuff in the morning like you have to change and get ready and you might have to travel somewhere or whatever so it's hard to really dial it in but um for me just with my golf specific program and trying to get a fit, fitness workout it wasn't didn't make sense for me to do it first mm-hmm. I needed to kind of get my day going and I always do pliability before I get into a workout or golf just to get my body feeling mm-hmm. mobile and ready to rock so uh those two things w- Kind of work the best for me and then go to the gym so it's, it's a little bit different than his method and i know there's so many different ones but it's just really about owning the morning yeah. setting intention and creating a creating a plan for the day
1: yeah we, t- we talk about that all the time is like one of the biggest things that changed my business was making my bed in the morning it's just ah. literally every single morning just waking up and like i'm gonna own this part of my life like doesn't matter what else is going on around me like all this chaos all these things like all this negative energy I can wake up and I can do one thing that I control completely, nobody else controls this. I wake up, I make my bed and it's, it's one of the things that was the very first thing that set me on the path to where we are now, like our trajectory. So I think that's awesome that you mentioned like, yeah. just just own certain parts of your life and when you own certain parts of your life, it grows into other parts of your life to Absolutely. where you own your entire life, like life isn't happening to you, you're owning it.
2: And it's kind of like a two-edged sword. like. At 7 a.m., I feel like I've already won the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I've worked out. I've got my mind right, my body right. Like, I could just go sit and do nothing, and it would still almost be a win. I mean, i got a great workout in, got my pliability in. But at the same time, all that does is get me ready for the day. Like, it absolutely kills me when I see people go work out doing these CrossFit crazy lifts and throwing on heavy weight when they're not like, actually athletes training. It's like go prepare yourself in the gym to, for what you have to do today. If you need to sweat to maybe lose weight, let's do that smart where your body feels good. Why do you want to be sore on the couch, not able to live for something in the gym? So I go into the gym and I do my son, I do my flexion. This is all preparing my mind and body for the day ahead. It's not to hurt me. It's, not to get, it's just to make me physically fit and ready to go. So then also at seven, I feel like I won, but at the same time, I feel like that was just preparation. Now it's time to rock. Now the battle's Now ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, it, it really has been. For anyone out there like thinking about working out, I really believe you have to work out first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only with the, the only exceptions being athletes on specific programs yep. and timings, I mean, that's obviously different. But if you're just the average person looking to work out and sweat, the mental benefits of getting up and working out and sweating just just for feeling and creating a mindset is uh, super important.
1: Well, the one part I love about the, the waking up part is like, every Monday I post uh, a video. It's like 4 a.m. every Monday I wake up, post uh, a video. And every single time I post it, Austin comments on it It, and reacts to it. So, like, I wake up and I'm like, all right, I'm not alone. Like I got somebody. And, like, one, it's motivating to me, like, I have somebody pushing me. Like, I have somebody there with me. And it's like, I'm not alone in this battle. Like, I'm not I'm not in this darkness, like, just going at this slow. and I'm not the only one waking up here. There's other people trying to better the world, trying to really, like, take advantage of this day. And every single time you respond, like, this morning you sent, like, the, the, like, the fire emoji. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah let's this go. is awesome. Like, this I love is, when you this go is sweet. And I was like, yes, like, yeah. he's up. Like, every single time, without fail, it's it awesome. It
2: me up, except for on the weekends when, I'm, when I uh, hang out with my buddies too much. But, <laughs> no, that rarely happens. I mean, I work in the weekend, but... Yeah, dude, that, that's awesome. And we got to go, dive into your sleep because how do you not sleep? That's something I've been struggling with because sleep is a natural cure for a body and it's so important. And I don't get enough sleep. I mean, I, I try to get to bed early, but I don't. How do you like? See, this
1: is something that, that absolutely has shifted for me. Um, when I was a football player, my, my main goal was to be the highest level football player I could be, which meant going to bed at 9.30 or 10.30 every single night and getting my eight out like religiously to where i would get very mad at people they messed up my sleep schedule because i knew how important it was for me to be an elite level athlete and my shift when i started to realize like my goal now is to become an elite level business owner and that means taking sacrifice and and it's tough for my ego it really is is like the performance hits that you can see it night and day in the gym performance hits in the gym of going there and you're not the athlete that you once were, and you're not basically the strength levels you once were. Um, and it's, it's a big ego hit, but then I realized like, I I need to make these sacrifices right now to become the business I wanna become and make everything streamlined. And we're gonna get to a point, and that's why I tell people all the time, is like, this isn't sustainable. Like, it's, it's not the long-term goal. Right. Um, it's a sacrifice you're making now to push this business. Like, again, another thing I talk about all the time is like the momentum for this business is flying. Like, I mean, it, it, this is, you gotta, like Coach Cruz mentions all the time, like an opportunity lost is never regained. And like you have this opportunity, you have this freaking tunnel to like go head first into. And I've, I've talked to a lot of guys in the fitness realm because I was really struggling with this like mentally. I was like, I messaged one of the like top guys in the industry. I'm like, dude, like my like lifts are like taking a hit for this business. Like I was really pissed about it. Like I was mentally messed up. I was like, this is messing me up. And he's like, Dude, I he was a he was an elite level power lifter. I think he has a couple world records for his weight. And he was like, dude, I had to take three years off totally of lifting to commit to my business and my training. And like, he's time about it, it. messes with you, but you need to realize like, again, going back to what your why is now. Like my yeah. why now is different than what my why then was. My my goal is to become the best possible business and affect as many people's lives as possible. If you have to make a sacrifice on another part that really isn't as important for me right now, like. I, I, I play slow pitch softball. Like that that's my sport right now. I'm not gonna affect anybody's lives positively playing slow pitch
2: softball. Right.
1: I can cha- I have an opportunity to change people's lives as a coach and as a business, and that's kind of where I'm putting all my fuel towards.
2: So is it hard though? I mean, are you tired, dude? Uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, it's is another weird thing for me. is, like not really. Like I I, I love. The business um yeah. every single time i feel like a little bit down i'm like i attack another part of the business something business-wise has completely clicked with me it's like it's like weightlifting again for me it's like the newbie gains the first time you lift and like you see these numbers progress every single time you do something Evicting, and, and it's so addicting yeah. like when i started this like <laughs> last summer i started the business and i'm like all I wanna do is train people. Like I, I do not wanna to touch any of the business. I don't wanna do any of the marketing. Like I'm like F that like I have no idea how to do that. And I just did it one day, I started to do it, and I like got one hit and I was like, holy crap, this is sweet. And I was like I have a very addictive, like compulsive like personality to where like if I'm gonna do something, like I gotta like totally like be the best in the world at it. Like that's why video games aren't good for me, because like I play video games and I'm like all right, I'm going to play this video game. I'm going to become the best in the world at this video game. And I'm like, there's no reason for me to do that. Like, what am I doing? Like, why am I wasting my time doing that? So I switched to, I want to be the best in the world at business. And it's like you said, super addicting. It's like, holy shit. Like you see momentum. You see these gains of like, just like you would when you're a freshman in high school lifting for your first time, you're like, holy crap, I can get good at this. Like you can, you have that seal. I mean, that's, I don't know, it just fills me up. It gets me hyped every single day
2: dude that's awesome and then there's like, people I mean, passion
1: and there's people like you though like that keep it going like any single time like it's down or it's like because not every day is easy like that's another thing like yes I'm passionate about it but not every single day is easy and that's where you surround yourself with people like yourself and you send that fire emoji like you're like what's up Boston
2: like let, yeah. let's talk
1: like let's get hype like this program's awesome that type of thing like and then you're like oh yeah like I'm that's another 18 hours of energy. Like now I'm hyped, now we're ready to go. Like, let's do it. Right.
2: I think it just shows your passion for what you're doing. And like the heart, like some, for some people listening, they might be like, dude, this sounds insane. Like I would never want to do that, but it's just cause you love what you're doing and you love what you're seeing. And for me, like I work 50 hours a week at the golf course. I try to play and practice another 30 to 40 hours. And I'm still trying to like uh, write and do this blog stuff and all that. And But I love it all, like you said. So I love spending time at the course with my boss and with our members and I love spending time on the golf course and I love spending time in the gym. So when you love what you're doing and you find value in what you're doing, it's so much easier to just put all in productivity than maybe just something you're not super into. And I would just encourage people to, I know not everybody knows what they wanna do and I get that, but just try new things, try different aspects and, and find what you love because like I said, I was never super down in the darkness, but there was so much more than the life I was living, even though it was a pretty decent pretty decent time in college. Like, even if everything's going solid right now, you think there's more? Like, there's so such a beautiful life out there. Like, go for it all. You only get one shot.
1: Yeah, and Jordan Peterson talks about how it's people kinda live their lives in two ways and he says most people live their lives with their eye covered and he basically says they live blind because it's safer to live blind. It's safer to live in that realm of i'm not becoming the best version of myself but as long as i don't look at the best version of myself as long as i don't look at who i could become it's all right like i'm I'm feeling good like as long as i don't have to look at that and i don't get down because i know i could become this right and then there's people that like you decided like i'm gonna open this eye and holy shit, this is scary like this is a scary world i'm nowhere near the potential i could be i am nowhere near the person i could be i'm not affecting as many people's lives as positively as i could be and it's scary like it's a big step you need to take but then you open your eyes and you realize, okay, it's scary, but I can do it, yeah. you know? And then you make that positive change and that's where your life really becomes what it can become. And it becomes not just, eh, like, it's all right. Like, it's not good. It's not bad. It's, it's good. Like you said, like right. college was all right. It I
2: wasn't th- great. I think but, so much of it's about money too. Like people are think that then they have to be a high earner. We have to start, that initially goes on, okay, what business am I gonna start? Like for me, money, I just need money to survive and have safety and like someday I would like to start a family so I'm starting to plan and invest that way. We could talk about investing books, I've just been diving in. But um, just, I'm all my value right now is for personal growth and impacting other. I just want to learn and grow as a human being and like that's where I get these productivity. It's not really about money so whatever it is, I know societal expectations may be different but come up with a plan. Like some of you have student debts, some people have a family to look after like obviously there's circumstance you have to take care of but once you can come up with a plan do you really need that extra car or that lease or that vacate like what what do you need to be doing right now with all the extra money
1: yeah and that was one of the one of the really cool things i read that made sense to me is like what is your currency in your life right now like what do you value like yeah. it, it, is it money or is it like knowledge is it connections is it growing as a community and like really figuring out what do you value like what in your life do you value if it's money, like that's all right like that's your value source but if it's not money and you're just doing that because your parents are telling you you need to make that money mm-hmm. then like let's look at what your value source is and how can you achieve that value source how can you grow in those connections how can you grow in that knowledge base that you want to grow in
2: yeah and let's not make money evil either I think money's awesome exactly. especially people make money that's great I'm not if you can make money doing something I, I would rather have all the money in my hand because then I can push it out to the places I want to do to impact others so I mean, making money is fantastic, but what is your goal for making money? And and you know, does it need to be whatever you're doing? Does it need to be a revenue driver? Maybe like like some people think it might be. Yeah,
1: I, I love that point. I, I actually just wrote a blog on it. It's like basically like the bullshit behind like I don't do it for money. Yeah. And like, if you want to become like my thought process here is like if I want to become the best coach I can possibly come in and if I want to affect as many people's lives as I possibly can, like I it. You need that money like you need that source and what you do with it like i think that's an important part of what are you doing with that money are you buying that extra car are you buying stuff you don't need or are you using that money to maybe funnel for me funnel into the gym so i can make a bigger gym so i can bring more people in so i can positively affect more people's lives and create that circle of your life or are you using that money to kind of your own selfish needs and feel that ego a little bit
2: tony robbins says like exactly what you just said he says that stuff all the time uh just about how, mo- how money brings him more value and money magnifies who you are it makes the good people better and it makes the worst people worse you know the bad people worse so again don't make money evil making money is fantastic it's just uh are you passionate about the way you're making your money
1: yeah I, I, that's a freaking awesome point i i'm, I'm like geeking out about that it's <laughs> a really good because I think when I started as a strength coach, like I, I tried to make money evil just because I really didn't understand that point at all, and like it's kind of opened my eyes to what you said is like, as long as you're a good person, um, that money's gonna help you. Like right. it's not gonna corrupt you. What I was kind of seeing is corrupt people get money, and then I'm like, oh man, it's making you corrupt. But I don't, I don't like. You said yeah. I don't think that's the case. I think it's. Mm-hmm. You're the same person. It just amplifies your voice, basically, with that money. If you're a good person, if you've built yourself, you've built that foundation, all that money is going to do is provide a fuel source for you to spread that love and knowledge and positivity.
2: Yeah, you look at guys like Adam Thielen and Ryan Engelberg who are doing really well. I mean, they're spreading a great message, and I love to to see that message. I got to geek out on this book I just read. It's Chris Hogan, um, Everyday Millionaires. And you don't have to be a high earner to build wealth. And I really always thought that not just before him, but more, more a little more recently. Um, and he went in and he studied 10,000 millionaires uh, in the world. 66% of those millionaires have not made more than $100,000 in a year. So the thought process where we have to make a ton of money and be a high earner to build wealth for ourselves. I mean, if you there's so much information out there and books and stuff that you can read. Just if you were investing and living below your means and kind of living the right different ways you can definitely build wealth without being a super high earner Now, obviously there's debt and circumstance i understand i'm a single guy with very low actually no debt from college so it uh i'm in a, obviously a great opportunity that a lot of other people because of the circumstances they're in aren't don't have all the opportunities that i do so i totally understand it that i have this awesome opportunity but what i'm trying to say is you can make a plan and you can do it because other people have done it. And in this book, he just goes through story and story and story of people. Change your mentality and you can save and make it happen.
1: So you're talking about making that plan, talking about going forward, you're talking about your future. Uh, you just started a podcast, a blog, and you uh, did a, yeah. did, do you wanna call it a podcast? What, what,
2: so I just—it's kind of just articles. I would say like yeah. it, it's a weird space because it's not really a blog. It is my personal experience and yeah. thoughts, but it's going to be very backed behind like science and people I've studied. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to like dive into what
1: what's your goal with this. Oh, first of all, what it is. I uh, yeah. we haven't really dove into what it is, and then where do you see this going, and what's your why behind it?
2: Yeah. So it's uh, we call it AOG Life of Passion. My sister and I are starting this business, and two of my best friends are going to help along with the business aspects two really smart guys and we uh we just want to create a place of positivity and knowledge and sharing I my ideal like on Instagram right now my thing is community there's all there's blogger and all this stuff like I really just want to build a community of people who want to learn and grow and share positivity like that's just the ultimate goal so I'm trying to create this hub of things I've learned right now and I'm just going to share some articles that have deeply impacted my life and then hopefully kind of just grow a platform of people who are all trying like us trying to just do the best they can and then hopefully always just sharing different uh, different information and then eventually I would like to drive it to a revenue source that we're gonna hopefully create a nonprofit foundation and have something around health and fitness. We're we're kinda working and talking to some partners but that's a little ways out mm-hmm. in, in kind of the mission behind what we're doing and any revenue right now it's all just you know, obviously free and just sharing my thoughts and everything that's experienced me because my, my one of my main whys and goals in the world is to shine a positive and inspirational light on the world around me. And I just want to share the knowledge that I didn't have when I was a kid. So like I said, I've, I've give, been given every opportunity that so many people haven't been given. And hopefully, you know, the things I learn and continue to grow and learn will can help them change and yeah, make a difference.
1: A really cool thing about this is Austin started talking to me about doing this almost like three months ago. Yeah, and like,
2: you're like, yeah, I've been thinking about
1: doing the podcast, but I really haven't like jumped on it. And you know, like, I have been thinking about this blog, but I really haven't like jumped on it. Like, I really haven't done it. And so it's really awesome to see like the progression of like you really want to do it. You saw this vision, and then you uh, you like attacked it and did it. What 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 was that like switch? And like, what made you trigger to like I'm gonna do this? Like, I'm jumping headfirst into this.
2: I honestly think it was part of that reflection and just like the morning routine, just really like. I know my why but like where am I spending my time and how can I actually do this? Mm-hmm. And then also just growing more as learning and knowledge like I really just dove in. I mean, you you saw me anywhere in Florida and there was an AirPod in my ear. I mean, I was just <laughs> yeah. I was just in so there was so I was learning so much. I'm like, dude, I got to I got to get this out. And then my experience had, especially with fasting. I mean, I had just been feeling so good and it'd been it'd been really life-changing. So I, that I just thought, you know, if I died like in my head, in my crazy head. I was like, if I died in three months and I had this article out and hopefully someone someday could find it, then, you know, that would be good enough for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I just... And that was pretty much the basic principle. Like, I just got to share this. And once I release this, man, I'll tell you what, I have been just living on a cloud, man. I've been so happy since it's been out, just hearing some of the responses and the feedback. Just so grateful for what everyone's been saying. And it just... I don't do it for like we said. I know money's great, but I, j- I really just do it to bring value to others, and it really brings value to myself because hopefully it can make a difference, and it's been uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, and
1: just bringing the world like closer to heaven than hell. That's one of oh. Jordan Peterson's biggest quotes. It's like you either everything you do in life, it either brings it closer to good or it brings it closer to bad, and one of your missions. And this is I think why we vibe off of each other so well. Is like we kind of a very similar why of like our whole. We want to bring the world closer to good, you know, yeah. like that ultimate goodness and like how can we positively affect people's lives and what value do we have within ourselves that like we can't do any everything, you know, like we have a skill set, like your skill set is learning and like being able to communicate what you learned to people and like having the the basically brand of yourself, like who you are to be able to talk to people and communicate to that people, that's your skill set and you're taking advantage of it and really using it to better people's lives.
2: That's what it's about and I mean, I want to put out there that like I wasn't definitely always like this. Like you guys said, obviously, in college when you saw me. But, I mean, man, I it's been a 180 from from high school and college. And I think it's really great that I had those experiences because it's felt like I was a bad person. I yeah. felt like I was still trying to be a good person. And, and there was definitely a lot of mistakes I made and definitely some things i very not proud of growing up. But you learn and you grow. And... I think just the most important piece is just becoming a genuine person because, like, if we were sitting here talking about this and spitting this out to people about positivity and then we go back there we're talking negatively about other people and, you know, just throwing shade or whatever, just not living the life that we're talking about, that is, to me, just being a fraud is just as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. And just actually living out that mission and just being genuine in it, like, is is so important
1: well i think that's what allows you to succeed and like be able to communicate this because it's truly who you are you know like Mm -hmm. coming up with content and coming up with things you want to tell people if it's really coming from who you are like it's not easy but it it flows from you you know like that energy Mm -hmm. flows from you and it's you want to communicate this message so much because it's positively affected lives and you it's you like it's totally you and who you are and you want to be able to communicate to that people to whereas if that's not who you are, if you're faking that, like, one, I think people can tell, like, I think people's bullshit meters are pretty high, even if they want to shut them off for a little bit, eventually they, they know, like, they can see that's not who you are. And then two, it becomes way harder because you get caught in this trap of that's not who I really am. Yeah. Putting this up, that's not deep down who I want to become and who I am.
2: For sure. And I think like your immediate following, like, When I post something, maybe like like the 20 close people I know they're instantly replying, I think that just kind of shows the type of person you're like, the 20 people that actually know you and see you and communicate with you, like, are they really backing you and do they believe in this mission? Or are they like, ooh, I don't know about him, is that really what he's about? And I think the community of my close friends and stuff have just been so supportive and awesome that it just kind of builds that foundation of like, this is who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And having that flow, and you can kind of tell some circles, you know, who's really real and who's maybe not. Yeah, and I think that real. that
1: that circle is really powerful because it can hold you accountable to being that person. Yeah. You know, like surrounding yourself with like like me, surrounding myself with you, and surrounding myself with like people like Greg and all those type of people is like just holding myself accountable. Like I see you doing this stuff, I see you taking those steps. If I'm not taking those steps to positively affect the world, then I'm not helping this community. I'm not helping you grow. I'm not helping myself grow. And it, like. It for me it's been powerful. Like the more people I surround myself that are like you, the more people I surround myself that are go getters and like entrepreneur type people, like they're really trying to change the world, the easier it is for me to understand myself and like realize like, all right, other people are doing it, like dude, like you can do this, you yeah. can help people.
2: Just gives you a little more validation on what you're doing and yeah. absolute belief.
1: And and it again I think the accountability thing is huge too, is because like, if you're not if you're not going after it, they'll like I expect you to call me out. Basically, I expect Greg to call me out if I'm not living my life the way I'm supposed to be living it. And I think that's one thing. Is like I don't almost like I feel like I don't want to let you guys down. Like I don't want to let that community down, of positivity. You know, like I don't want to bring that down. I don't want to yeah. bring people down.
2: Oh man, negative vibes, dude. There's no room for it for me. Like if someone's being negative, it's just I used to real. There was this guy I worked with in Florida, and he was uh, he just had a he was a really good guy, and he's And I tried so hard to maybe try to help him or like get up and like talk to him and it just would bring me down it would really bring my mood down so tim ferris says he he has this one strike rule um he's like one time he's like on his blog posts and stuff his his place is like a house and i actually put this in my post too if you start causing a ruckus and you know start throwing my stuff around you're out i'll invite everybody in but you get one strike and you're out there's no negativity so at this point it's like if there's negativity or whatever you're gone. I mean, there's just no time for it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's really only good. And, and it's not this fake positive, you don't walk into a room like, hey, rah, rah, it's not that. It's just like, are you smiling? Do you have a good intention? Do you have a good attitude? And like, are you trying to make the situation better? Or what kind of attitude are you bring Well, I think
1: that uh, it comes down to like, you have your foundation set so well that it's, it makes sense. Like you are not gonna, you value yourself and your time enough that you're not gonna put up with that basically. I think a lot of people are stuck to where they don't value themselves enough to get that out of their lives because they're able to put up with it and they don't value that time.
2: Right, and and fortunately for me, like all my really close friends and family, they're all very positive and encouraging. So I, I can imagine having somebody close to you that's negative that you like obviously love mm-hmm. or like, and that might be super tough. So obviously I don't know how to fix that, the ways you can go, but yeah, for me, it's just been lucky and outside of my immediate friends and family, you know, bad vibes are gone. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it.
1: One thing I want to dive into now is the programming and the training. Yeah. I'm talking about giving them a little bit. So this is the Yoakam Strength Podcast. So we've dove into a lot of life and that type of thing. But what about training specifically golf-wise that you think that people can take away from this if there were golfers that they are listening to improve their game?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the rotational, anti-rotational stuff that we've done. Mm-hmm. And just the focus of building, you know, low co- and core strength, lower body, and core strength. Um, I mean, just the detail behind the things that you put into has been unbelievable, in my opinion. I watch all the videos on you know what we're doing, and he you, you link a video for every single exercise, which is awesome to see somebody do. And I just think the the transition to actually my sport um, is pretty cool, just the different rotational and power movements that I do for the golf swing. So I think that's like, you know. Coming out with my goals, you asked me what do you what are you looking for? What types of things do we want to get better at? I just think that individualized, based on exactly what my goals are, was a big thing for me.
1: And I, one of the biggest things I like really love about you and Chase, so Chase is another golfer that is CG honored. Golf, dude. Yeah. You gotta
2: get him on here. Yeah, guy's he, gonna do some big things. He's a beast. I
1: really like yeah, him. Yeah, he's awesome. But it's I I ask like how can I improve this program? Like what can I do? And you guys give like honest feedback and like. One of, the, one of the things I loved is like, I'm really busy right now, I need a three day a week program. And like, I was like, yeah, like that's awesome that you told me that. Like you had to, you weren't, I feel like some people are kind of like scared to do that, but like you were, you knew what you needed. Like yeah. you know your body well enough to give me real feedback and we can grow the program. Like that's one of the things I really want to value. Like with my programs, I want to make them organic and I want to make them grow with the athlete that you're becoming. So getting that feedback from you guys is awesome. Like it makes it so
2: much easier. And and this is such a good niche for me because I do some teaching and junior stuff and uh, definitely in the physical world, so I'm learning so much for you, and hopefully someday we can figure out something to take over some junior golf programs. But just learning about movements in the body and what really works for golf and what maybe puts a little too much stress on certain joints or whatever uh, has been great to learn. So uh, I think as much of me becoming a great golfer in physical shape, um, it's more so the learning and how it can affect, you know, others or some sort of programming down the road. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, so one thing of the, the the sport world that I'm really big into is the, the mental side of the game. Uh, I work with a lot of football guys and I work with a lot of meditation and that type of thing to be able to still themselves in the moment. Whereas golf, I think it's it's almost heightened tenfold because it's oh my just gosh. you and it's, yeah. it's minute movements that if you mess it up it can completely change your swing and that type of thing. How do you how do you attack those moments in your life to, like, you're able to take a deep breath on that golf course and swing and do what you're supposed to do, do what your body's made to do?
2: You know, I would say I'm probably one of the lower half on this. I actually really struggle with it because it's such a technical game. Yeah. When football or mm-hmm. basketball or whatever, you get super nervous before the game, you rock out, then you run out on the field and I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. You start moving, mm-hmm. your blood flowing, it's so instinctual golf you're sitting there thinking about so if i hit a bad couple bad shots then it gets okay what's going on with my technique because there's so much technique and what am i doing here how do i fix it and then it just it can go to hell and i've had a couple terrible golf tournaments where it just just spirals you know what am i doing and then you're just hitting you're not even really playing so for me what i notice is when i do get into a flow state golfing a couple times I've been in tournaments it is awesome because you're not all you're thinking about is a golf shot and when you can get out of that mindset and just get into a flow state, it is uh, unbelievable. And that's why the pros are s- so good. I mean, such a quick trigger to that. Preparation obviously has so much to do with that preparing the right way and practicing to believe in your abilities and mm-hmm. getting all those reps that I have not you know, n- not gotten. Don't put as much time in as the pros or some of the other PGA professionals that are you know, very, doing very well. Um, so yeah, I, I think that golf is really tough mentally and there's their they all have mental coaches and and stuff so i'm still trying to uh master that problem and just kind of focus on you just try to focus on the shot and once you get into the golf tournament you want to have zero swing thoughts that's ideal like if you have swing thoughts, then it can, like I said, it can start to get out can of hand. You, so. Can
0: you expand on, like, for a guy like me who doesn't play golf? Yeah. What, what is that? What is swing thought? So
2: a swing thought is like a technical thought. So there's a bunch of different ways to swing the club, but um, maybe it's called sweep or casting, so may, or steep. So maybe you're coming way over the top of your swing and you want to just drop it inside and shallow it out a little more that produces a different flight or you're hitting it inconsistently or maybe want to rotate a little differently. Okay. Like when you go to practice and make a swing change, you like to just have one swing thought. So maybe, you know, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to move my hand. I'm going to bow my hand a little bit here. And that's what you think about when practicing. And then you hit a couple of bad shots in an actual event or on the course, and then you're like, okay, am I doing it? And then you're thinking yeah. about your wrist, but you're not thinking about what's yeah. the wind doing? Where's the ball going? Yeah. Can I miss it left in the bunker? That you know what I mean? That go down real quick. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah I, was, I was a thrower. And that's, I mean, it's one of the most technical things of the like same sport is when you ask an olympic level hammer thrower what happened in that throw they don't know and the reason they don't know is because they're in that flow state and they let it happen like nothing nothing good ever happens out of like you're never going to pr you're never going to make that shot you want to make when you're not in that flow state and it just Mm -hmm. you're you're thinking you're trying to force something and that's it's one of the biggest things i geek out about in the strength conditioning realm is you need to train your body because if you're trying to force your body into doing it, your body's just going to resort back to its training. And mm-hmm. if you try to force it, trying to break that training mold, mm-hmm. that's when it really gets messed up, and that's when you start to overthink, and your mind takes over.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, that's, like you said, just preparation. I mean, those guys have so many reps. They believe in their abilities, and and you'll see some even pros go through swing changes, and then they lose a lot of their game, and it, it can be tough. mm mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you just gotta have belief in what you're doing. With that
1: flow state, have you ever done any like breathing techniques or anything to help with it?
2: I've I've dove I have done a little bit, but not nearly what I think what I've seen out there. And I would be very interested to learn about those. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, those are those are some big things that I've I've noticed with my athletes that they say have been able to help them. Uh, basically, all it does is allows them to focus on something else that isn't the moment that they're in type thing. Uh, it takes them, it automatically brings them to that flow state. A couple of them you can try, are focused on breathing in through separate nostrils. So left, right, left, right, things like that, that bring you into focusing on your breathing rather than focusing on your swing. Uh, it's some breathing and breath are two that like, uh, just, it blows your mind how much they control your body, uh, how much they bring you into high stress state that you're not able to recover from. And, brings you into a low stress state that allows you almost like steroids, like they allow you to recover almost instantly after your your sport, your recovery. Like breath is such a cool thing. And yeah. it's something that you do every single day so people don't think about it. And we're kind of in this state of high stress. We're in the car all the time. Like we're sitting and we're stuck in these bad breathing patterns. And mm-hmm. if you can really improve it. And one of the reasons they're so powerful is like, most people have reached the peak of other points of improvement. So they, they, they've spent 15 years Focus on their technique of golf. Let's say they've, they've golfed since they're really young. Uh, that's, they're probably near the ceiling of how they can get, they've, they've lifted for 15 years, they're probably near the ceiling. How long in their life have they focused on their breathing? You know, like it's something that's totally brand new to them and something that completely changed their game and how they're able to mentally process things and they're just able to get into
2: that flow state. I think we have to dive into that at another time. Yeah. We should definitely go through that because that stuff is, sounds awesome and I definitely think it could be useful yeah absolutely we we definitely got to get into that but maybe for another time yeah we'll, we'll maybe we'll write a blog post on yeah there yeah. you go the that breathing it, yeah. i like it but the, the other thing with technical is like when you're practicing you might like have one swing thought and that helps you get into a good position so it actually can be mm-hmm. very beneficial like as long as i just get my shoulder to this position then i can just be an athlete from there and mm-hmm. it's a lot better than your old technique so one thought can be great and and then it starts to feel good, like you're hitting amazing shots. You're like, okay, God, they're amazing. Oh, my gosh, it's awesome. And then you go back the course, and you're just trying to kind of – and it's not going the same way, and you're trying to find it. Mm-hmm. So that, like you said, it is – but it, it all goes to that preparation. It, it can't just be like, oh, that feeling was great. It, it has to come, become so routine where, like, mm-hmm. it's just part of you. Mm-hmm. Sure. you know? All right. Sure. So
1: kind of wrapping things up, if you had one minute with a dude, he comes up to you, he's like, Austin, like, my life isn't where I want it to be right now. Like, I, I, I need some light. I need some guidance. I need, I want to change my life. I want to become the best version of myself. What would you say to that person?
2: I would say, oh, I love that you're here, man. Let's do it. Um, I think that the main thing you could do is just grow and learn as a person and start now. I mean, don't make the biggest change. It's not going to be, it doesn't need to be this humongous shift. Small changes right now. Start with what we can do today and make little adjustments and then just figure out why you're doing what you're doing what what is your ultimate goal you just want to make changes you're not in a bad spot like okay where do you want to get to what are we looking for um and then just to live positive have a goal to impact others because it needs to be a difference on other people or else it will really never last we're just doing it for you and um yeah then just i would love to be able to share some knowledge that i have of whatever he's trying to trying to do
1: i love it thanks for being on dude like yeah awesome that was awesome man able to talk and see you after a long time of doing this online program to finally get you in person and see how freaking buff you actually are. <laughs> right,
2: dude, I I need to get back to it. It's been, uh... I don't
1: know, dude. I gave I you that little bro hug at the end. I touched that back. I was like, oh, shit. So, <laughs> you got know, some muscle back there. No, yeah, you definitely look good. Yeah, I mean, you good. always do. you always
0: look good at college, but, you, I mean, you look strong. Yeah, Thank you. In your Instagram post, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, ripped. Because you never were too ripped. I mean, you were more ripped than me, my, my God. But, like, you were like, you were real cut up right now.
2: Well, uh, I mean, I just had that extra layer of fat. I think um, my size, like muscle size was pretty similar, but yeah. just kind of cut it off and then gained real strength. Yeah. I've never been this strong before, but yeah. I think with fasting, it all comes down to how much you're eating, you know, mm-hmm. how, how much right. you grow. But I think I, I've grown a lot of strength necessarily without a lot of size. I'm so much stronger. I just haven't put in the calories and maybe fully grow the size yeah Yeah, but feel a lot stronger and just comfortable like i said the negative thoughts even if i have a bad day eating or whatever the negative thoughts aren't there just feel feel good about it yeah life yeah Um, dude thanks for being on thanks Thanks, guys yeah thanks for
0: thanks for
1: coming Austin.
2: yeah
1: um well we gotta do our yeah now we gotta update people on life so greg what's been up in life what have you been up to what's been up in the week um
0: I got asked this at a party the other day. So, said, what are you been up to? And I had to pause and think. I was like, hmm, been working out a lot, playing my guitar a lot, and working a lot. And I think all of them are very good things. Um, I had another big moment. I was listening to the Jocko podcast last week, and similar to what we were talking about, I really wanted a chance to bring this up, but I'm happy I have it now. You were talking about just being grateful and how you journal 20 minutes every day. I always somewhere practice. I wake up in the morning and read the Bible, and I try to just list things I'm grateful for. And it had been very negative for, like, the last couple of weeks. I don't know why. Um, I just couldn't really muster up any true gratitude in my heart. And um, I listened to a podcast about a the son of the most famous Marine in the history of the Navy um, his name is Chesty Poehler and his son's name is Louis Poehler and Louis Poehler had the polar opposite experience in the Marines like his dad is the most legendary Marine ever um, Louis was killed and like or no he wasn't killed his legs and almost his arms were blown off in his first battle in Vietnam and just battled through a life of alcoholism and divorce and drug addiction and and um it was a hard heart-wrenching story man and it was four hours, and I sat through the whole thing. And um, something just in my soul felt right to do it. And I, and after, I don't know what it was, but like it was a really rainy, shitty day. And But after I was done listening to the podcast, I just had an inner sense of peace and calmness. And I was just so thankful for life. And I've just been able to really carry that forward, and it's been really good, and I just feel real good. Um, training. My, just having an attitude of gratitude has been thing I've really tried to work on last week and then uh training has been great went off programming, last week right went off programming last week a little bit for one day and just you're looking good hit man three, thank you yeah. appreciate it yeah I hit a three max on the front squat <laughs> <laughs> and I'm supposed to wait like another four weeks to do that but uh I blew out of the water or whatever I was able
1: to do before, which is sick. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what. You're kill him. <laughs> the last last week of the last week of this phase, correct? This phase, yeah. Yep. And yeah. yeah. we start a yeah. new phase on Monday, so that'll yeah. be pretty fun. Yeah. To... Yeah, I got to get you my edits.
0: What I want, you've been smoking it. You're kicking my ass. Yeah. Um. It's
1: awesome job. Anything new Nothing on that new. round? Nothing, Nothing new.
0: Just uh hammering away at the self-authoring program and um, reading and no, nothing there yet. I gotta get something cooking. Love yeah. it.
1: What about you? Good. Finished up testing last week with boys, mm-hmm. Freaking crushed it. It was, it was really awesome to see their numbers. Um, Fun to watch. It was just really cool to see the culture and just the mindset shift of these guys like, get a little belief in them. Um, it, it was, so cool to watch just these guys totally commit to a program totally just buy into somebody that's young and coming like with me like they could have said shut up basically but they didn't like they they put their egos to the side and they really just bought into the program and it showed it was really cool um Thursday we meditated in the pool and that that was an interesting really? interesting practice yeah we had a couple of guys doze off uh, so it was it was cool though it what, was, do you, uh, what do you mean what do you mean uh, have... we got we got them all floaties and just oh really right yeah <laughs> ten ten minutes of meditation in the pool oh, wow. uh, it was awesome they said they really enjoyed it they said it was like a totally different like feeling like they mm. just heard the waters we had uh, all the swim coaches talked to me is like I have never seen ninety guys be controlled like that. There was it was dead it was so cool. It was ninety guys in that pool, just wow. dead silent. And it's all you heard is the water. Yeah. Swish. And you had ninety guys floating in the pool. Right on, it man. was it was such a cool like thing. I was idea. like, this is awesome. Like this is really cool. Um and the the gym opens up next Friday. It's Get it on. Wow. It's, it's a it's a lot of moves going on. Um going around everywhere Facebook marketplace picking up bars and picking up equipment uh, my goal with the business is the biggest thing I learned from a lot of the top guys in the industry is start as small as possible uh, and don't move out don't move on don't borrow money until you have to like you absolutely have to so that's I'm kind of embracing that and I'm super excited next Friday we're just going to open up and dominate and dominate I'm really excited online business is a booming right now i don't know what the momentum is going i don't know what happened last week but last week was a big week there um so hopefully that continues to go it's a really good feel source for the in-person stuff mm-hmm. and just being able to see the results from the people has is, is been really rewarding it's been any, awesome any clients who want to spotlight Ooh, spotlight some clients well so for testing wise i, I want to spotlight some like mm-hmm. dawson uh beast. dawson Rademacher. um beast so this is a dude that last year at this time was benching like 245, wasn't taking care of his body, um, just kind of living life as an average dude. And uh, the last through the last year and almost, basically a year, yep. he was just completely committed to changing his body and his belief <clears> in the system and just buying in. And it's like, he benched, Three fifty five. was it like 355, 365? It? I think it was 355. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was like a hundred pound gain. It was just ridiculous. Dude is shredded, he has traps to his ears. Um, kid kid, uh, quit uh, bouncing to, cause it was messing up his sleep schedule. Like yeah. uh, it was just completely committed to this team, this family. It was, it was really awesome to see just somebody completely 180 on their life and just, I think it's just somebody that needed a little bit of belief and a little bit of light brought into him and that's why it just is powerful to me. is like these, it, there's people everywhere. Like uh, Dawson yeah. is somebody that last year people to just look right. past and now it's somebody people look up to and it's all you need is to put a little bit of energy into people and see what they can become like yeah. everybody can has that ability it's just how can they get there yeah and that was, that was a really powerful thing to me is like he led every single testing number in improvement wise he was he was number 1 in every single category oh, wow. and it was in, in improvement so from what he was right, to what right. he is now not void exactly yeah, yeah. um and it was just super cool to see like Totally makes sense. Like the people that are top in improvement are people that bought in and like committed to changing their life for the better, not just becoming a better athlete, but they changed who they were as a person. So it's really cool to see.
0: Sure, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I do. Um,
0: How about (laughs) my sister said anything?
1: No, no, your sister hasn't said anything yet. She's supposed to get a new phase next week. We'll see if she's actually following up on that problem project.
0: I'm going to have to fucking keep her accountable. Yeah. That's on me. We'll
1: have to get after her. Another cool thing we started up doing, we started doing Anatomy Tuesdays. So that's with Mark Hamick. That's been really cool to do. Um, Really start to study the body piece by piece again and like dive back into that stuff. And it's been entertaining. It's been like getting us out in front of the camera. And like, we want to look back, like Mark and I were talking, like the same thing with this podcast. Like a year from now, we want to look back and be like, what the fuck were you doing, dude? Like you guys sucked at this. But like, we're doing it like we're getting after, there. And that's the yeah. only way to improve is, like, mm-hmm. it's maybe it's not beautiful now, but in a year, if we had started in a year, that we would be at the same point we are now. So why not just attack it and do it? So I'm really looking forward to the growth there. Sure. excited.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm excited for that as well. Super interesting for uh, meatheads. Um, in closing, I want to make sure you follow on Instagram. Um, Austin Harrington, what is your handle?
2: Uh, it's at a Harrington 8.
1: At a Harrington 8. Number 8 and Yoakum. and that's where we can find the blog and everything
2: that is yeah so there's it's right in my uh, bio there there's the link to the fasting article and you can check out the website and everything just just love any feedback send me a DM or an email or whatever I, I always love hearing uh, any questions or anything I really I really feed off energy so please uh, contact me if you have any questions and please check it out sure
0: awesome Yoakum. your Instagram handle uh, at Austin At Austin um, support through buying a program there's a link on the oakum strength instagram page there and it um, will take you right to the website you can contact austin directly you can also contact austin through cell phone if you have his number or through instagram messaging subscribe to the podcast on itunes go to ghostfit.com for your apparel needs and all things yokum strength clothing wise um, real high quality material um very comfortable and affordable. Um, and then RBT for your band training needs resistance band training is run by our friend Carter Schmitz, his father. Um, the man is like 60 and he's, has an eight pack. He's absolutely ripped up. It's pretty fun to watch. Um, he was up here training at St. Thomas a couple of days ago and the guy knows what he's talking about. He lives it. He preaches it. As we talked about the podcast, you don't want to follow people. Don't preach and live what they're saying. Um, He absolutely does. He's got the best bands in the business, and they're way more affordable than Rogue or Elite FTS or wherever else you can buy bands. Um, And
1: that's it from my end. Thanks for listening. Keep chopping wood.